Bad Women is a new podcast powered by Catcall and hosted by yours truly, Brittany Brave. Catcall is a platform promoting female leadership, progress, and camaraderie through original events and content. Follow along at We Are Catcall on social media. Welcome to the stage, the host, producer, and founder of Catcall, Brittany Bray. Keep clapping, I need it. No, keep clapping. No, keep clapping. Keep clapping. No, come on, you're not clapping. You're not clapping. I need this. I'm ovulating. <laughs> Why are some of the men laughing? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm Brittany Brave, and I love everybody for being here. Give it up for you guys. Yes. Thank you. Um, welcome to Bad Women Live, presented by Cat Call. Um, anybody here heard of Cat Call? <laughs> Incredible. All of my closest best friends. Um, <laughs> your laughter's hurtful. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We have um, an incredible, incredible all-female lineup. And tonight's theme, for those of you who may or may not know, is in celebration of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, which is every October. Give it up for all the survivors. Such a weird holiday to celebrate, but I celebrate it every year for the last four years since leaving a very abusive relationship. And I do it big, honey. I do it with my bells, my whistles, my leather pants, and my restraining order. So, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm serious. Don't just block your ex, okay? Get something in writing from a courthouse. I'm looking at you. You're gorgeous, and somebody's going to try and ruin your life, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this shit's gonna get dark. Um, the fuck you think? You think anybody here ended up because things went well? Like, you know. It's great. I, do, I did get a restraining order um, on him. I have to tell this story. I've never told this on stage before. You guys gotta be on board for this, okay? Thank you. Losing my virginity. I go to get a restraining order. Um, I have no idea how to do this. I have no idea what this process is. It's obviously like a vulnerable, unprecedented experience for me, right? So I go, I'm at family court, and I'm sitting next to these two girls, and I'm super scared, super out of my element. And they're like, what, what are you getting? I was like, I'm getting a restraining order against my boyfriend. I'm like, why are you guys here? And this girl goes, I'm getting a restraining order against my ex-man's new girl. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> Every straight woman here tonight is like, I wish I could do that too. Every person's like, could you imagine the person your ex cheats on you with or moves on from? You're like, stay away from me, you hoe. Like, so I go, oh, okay, that's like very niche. And she's like, yeah, because I love him and I know I'm the love of his life. She's like, and I'm going to get a restraining order against her so that she can't come near me, but I can come near her and fuck her ass up and get him back. Like, and I was like, what? Like, and she's like, what about you? And I was like, uh, my boyfriend gets kind of punchy sometimes. He's like, he's just a little scary. He's been kind of abusive. So I'm just trying to like put an end to that situation. And she just looks at me. We don't even know each other. And this is not only people like New Yorkers, but it's feminists, like for real. She looks me in the eyes and she goes, if he comes to New York and I find him, I'm gonna fuck his ass up. <laughs> and I went, yeah. <laughs> and she went, I'll tell you how. And I was like, go on. <laughs> And all I'm saying is it included a blade under her tongue, a rope, and a shot of apple cider vinegar. I don't know. 
have never seen this girl before. I didn't keep in touch with her. I didn't ask. But in my heart, the feminist in me, the New Yorker in me was like, she found him. She fucked his ass up. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Are you guys ready for a show? <laughs> keep clapping. Keep clapping. Keep the love going. Listen, if you're alone or you're single or you're doing your own thing or you're healing or whatever your state is, it doesn't mean you need to suffer, okay? What you need to do is go get yourself a satisfier sexual wellness device because the girl's got needs, all right? Guys, these toys are top-notch. They are all I use. There is something for everybody. There's something for every mood, every kink. Also, Satisfier comes with an app, which is very fun because you get to send messages to your partner, customize with music, really do this like reflective deep dive into your own pleasure and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. We love these toys so much. We are offering all Bad Women listeners 30% off any, any Satisfier toy. You go to Satisfier.com, you enter the code CATCALL30 when you check out and boom, you're going to have your new favorite toy. Guys, you're going to love this so much. You're never going to leave the house again. Unless it's to like go to your partner's house and show them, right? So go to satisfier.com, use catcall30 for 30% off, and just take care of yourself. I am your host for this evening. I have a co-host. We have panels. We have interviews. We have candid stories. We have more comedy. Again, this is a night to give survivors a platform. Let them share their art, their story, and their truth, and we're all going to be on board for it. Say yeah? All right, we're gonna go on with our panel portion of the show. We have two incredible women, incredible survivors. Please give it up for Kara Tursik and Jennifer Eckhart. Give it up for these ladies, give it up for these ladies. I got the leather pant memo. Well, you Gosh. did get the leather yeah. pant memo, yeah. I just got the other you got the high memo. sock memo. Oh my God, I just yeah. feel like us three and you in the leather pants need to make a girl group. A girl band. A girl band. We'll call, talk after the show. I would love it. Let's call it Sisterhood of the Traveling Yeast Infection. <laughs> Anybody? Just me? Too much. Okay, too much. Too much. Okay. I love how I talked about restraining orders, and you guys like, ha, ah, I said yeast infection. You're like, we need to go. <laughs> too much. Um, thank you, ladies, for being here right now. I am going to go ahead and give our panel guests uh, the floor to introduce themselves and share whatever they feel comfortable about their experience. First up, Kara Tursik. Hi guys, so my name is Kara Tursich. I grew up in South Jersey, and now I live on the Jersey Shore. Don't look like it, but here I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did used to club. Don't look up those pictures, thank you. Okay, so right now I work for, I'm a business consultant for nonprofits, and right now I'm here for Safeway Out New Jersey, and what we do is we fill the gap in the system when people go and they get assaulted and they get into a women's shelter or some other type of shelter and then they go back to their houses, they tend to be re-assaulted. I'm sorry, everyone looks fucking terrible now. I'll take my glasses off so I don't yeah, have to look at your faces. I'm Jeez. sorry. Now I don't have to look at you while I tell you this. But anyway. <laughs> so what we do is we get people... I, my job is to, I, I grew up really poor, so I'm really good at getting old men to give me money, and now I get paid to do that. So what I do is I get a lot of donations, and all of your donations go back to help make sure people don't get fucking murdered. Like, let's just be honest about that. That's, yeah. what, that's what I fucking work to do. Thank you. 
I mean, not me personally. I'm not the one, like, I just get the money. Old men give me money. Thank you. All right, so then anyway, so... I'm, I fuck with that so hard, just old men giving me money. <laughs> yeah, so basically we go into people's houses and we outfit them with security devices, high-tech, low-tech, all that kind of stuff, make sure they're protected. And all right, and anyway, yeah, from South Jersey, and now here's my other family. Give it up for Kara, everybody, yes! <laughs> Who gave me, Kara, you just gave me my retirement plan. Um... <laughs> Old men giving me money. Anyways, off to Jennifer. Uh, hi, my name's Jen Eckhart. Um, gosh, I'm a national TV journalist and producer uh, as seen on Fox News and the Fox Business Network. Um, okay. um, before, I'm booed, before I'm booed off the stage uh, regarding my former workplace, um, you should know that I'm currently suing them into oblivion because, thank you. <laughs> so funny, it's so funny. Yes! Uh, it's so great. Just Google, Google me after the show. You'll read all the horrifying headlines. Uh, anyway, uh, was brutally raped by one of their most prominent former uh, on-air anchors. But you know what? I'm here. I'm still standing. I'm a survivor, and I'm, I think I'm kicking ass. You're fucking kicking You're ass. You're kicking ass. <laughs> um, and I'm also host of Reinvented with Jen Eckhart. Shameless promo. Great podcast. Amazing podcast. YouTube. Look it up. Um, I'm sharing incredible tales of reinvention. Some of the world's brightest, most thought-provoking CEOs, business leaders, people like Britney, female comics. You're like stopping murderers and, you know, changing the world. You remember that bit when I said about female serial killers? I want you on my team. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give it up for these ladies again one more time. Um, Incredible. And... Truly always in awe of what survivors do in the wake of their experience. Um, Recovering and exiting that and rebuilding your life is on its own a massive accomplishment. And then it's not a requirement, but of course, taking it the next step to putting yourself in the public eye and being willing to shed that part of yourself and share your story is is that much more. Um, And I I think that that's a a difference between all survivors and then artists as well, too. Artists are like, I'm, I'm willing to kind of step on the stage and share this on behalf of others, hoping that it resonates and hoping that the right people hear it and find that same sense of agency in themselves. So love these women. Um, so let's get right into it. In terms of domestic and sexual violence, um, what do you guys think are some of the biggest misconceptions, right? Some of the biggest taboos. But what were you wearing? Oh, right. What, yeah. were you flirting with him over text message? Was were it, you drinking? Was it that bad, though? Like, that happened to me once, and it was like, I was just like, Johnny, stop it. But why didn't you immediately report it to the police? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if it was, like, that bad, wouldn't there be marks? Like, yeah, why didn't you leave? Why yeah. didn't you leave sooner? Didn't you know this was happening? How could you let a man hit you? All why did you go to the location of where you were raped? Yeah. Good, 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 good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't know I was gonna get raped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, there's so much of it, and I, I feel like it stems from a. <laughs> I like the but um. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a comic, but yeah. you're like trauma. Dark, dark humor, dark humor. I right love Kara? it. She, yeah. I love yeah. it. Trauma, yeah. but make yeah. it Broadway. <laughs> 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 like, uh, <laughs> hi, I have PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Are you stealing I, I my line on first dates? <laughs> yeah, I actually, I lead with that on a first date. Good. Yeah. Good. I, I, you got to get the dark shit out of the way first, oh right? Yeah. I like get to it, be like... Get all the dirty laundry out there and then... The last first date I went on, the guy goes, he goes, um, so why are you single? Or like, what's your story? And I went, so have you ever met a rescue dog? <laughs> like, <laughs> and how do you feel in their presence? <laughs> it's about 30 more minutes and I'm going to be twitching. Like, <laughs> Totally. Um... So let's let's elaborate on that a little bit. Where do you ladies think um, 
those misconceptions come from. I have some theories of my own, and I also understand that people uh, people possess various capacities to empathizing and understanding experiences that they personally haven't gone through, and that's that's understandable. And I think that there's part of this issue too where it makes people uncomfortable, and 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 it should, right? And it's 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 hard to deal with. So sometimes they don't do the due diligence or understand really what's happening on the inside, and how could they? So a long rambling setup to. Why and where do you think those misconceptions kind of come from? Um, so personally for me, I grew up in a domestic violence household. It was fucking shitty. I acted out recklessly my entire childhood, but I was really good at school and I was always like the top of the class. They're like, she's a little quirky, like she's a fucking spaz. But then like I realized, sorry, you know, this is funny. It's like funny. Like I'm a fucking yeah, laugh, spaz. Laugh, guys. Like, yeah. I was like that girl that'd be like, why did she smack somebody? It's like kind of funny, but it's also like there's something wrong with her. Um, but then like at like I got this job, like it's a new nonprofit, it's about three years old. So I got in like about a year in. And then like I went through a lot of like kind of like beginning of working in the, the field, I was like, oh, fuck, like, yeah, my dad used to beat the shit out of my mom, and we just used to be like, uh, all right. And then, so whatever, sorry, guys, uh, this is real. So, like, I got into the field, and then I was like, wow, actually, no, wait, oh, I just thought this was kind of normal, and then once I started working with survivors, like, I want to help people, I was like, wait, I'm one of those people. So, like, it's healing to help people and it's like good, it makes me feel good to inspire others. Like when I go to a bar and I meet a middle-aged woman and I tell her what I do for a living and she discloses to me for the first time and she says, I've never told anyone else this before, but I've been sexually assaulted. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I'm gonna go home and cry my fucking eyes out and tell my friends, why does everyone have to tell this to me? But like, I'm the kind of per I'm happy to be the person that makes other people feel safe. I wish I had that kind of thing growing up. So I want to create a bunch of little crazy little psycho monsters like me out there trying to make people feel. Like, I don't care. Like I'll tell you guys all the fucked up shit that happened to me because there's gonna be somebody out here. I'm sorry if I accidentally did land on you. I'm trying not to land on anyone <laughs> specifically, but there's some fucker out here who's been through similar shit, and me saying one thing tonight is gonna make you feel more comfortable. Then fuck yeah, I'll be. The the fucking weird class clown person doing all the weird shit as long as you feel better about yourself. Woo! Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah to that. Um, I personally feel that way as a comedian as well, too. Yeah, like, fucking, I don't care. Like, fucking, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that girl's gonna, like, fucking, like, sleep soundly for the first fucking time in her life tonight. And guess what? Fuck you. There's nothing you can say about it. She's gonna sleep so fucking good. Yeah. That's true. I, uh, that's, that's so spot on, by the way, too, because you become so accustomed to and comfortable with your trauma and you own it in this, like, really empowering way and you understand that it's still jarring to other people. Really? But I present it the Relax. same way where I'm like, people are like, what happened with your last ex-boyfriend I'm like he was abusive <laughs> like always like or I'm like ding dong he went to jail ding dong like I always like they're like why are you presenting it like this I'm like because you're scared like you're and you have to you have to feel like you, you have, have to, to disarm like people I get it yeah. disarm get it. people yeah can you guys like can loosen just, like, up a little yeah yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you, you thing is really helping like, I can't should we do an improv exercise like eight six seven five three two one <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's yes, like and. fucking let's get over it. We're fucking yes, hot know, tonight. <laughs> We're out here. Like, come on. It's We're a Monday it. night, right? On a Monday. On I know. Monday. Um, 
Incredible. Also, yes, like to your point too, I think as a comedian and artist too, you always feel like as if even if these jokes make other people uncomfortable or even if I, I feel like I shouldn't be shouldn't be doing them on stage if it resonates with at least one person and you have one person come up to you afterwards Ooh. or at a bar or something or I, you get to lock eyes with somebody at a bar who you see is in a very bad, clearly toxic argument with her partner. And and I, I always am like the person who, people are like, Brittany, I don't think you realize that you're 4'11 and you're, you're like a Maltese trying to enter a war zone. <laughs> like... I'm like, I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> and they're like, you cannot fight that. Um, but that's incredible. Um, same question to you, Jen. Why do you think the misconceptions exist as, as they do? Oh, gosh. I think, well, I think the, me the mainstream media plays a really big role in just perpetuating sexual violence just in our culture today. Um, you know, I my story, um, which you guys will probably Google as you leave if you're not already, um, it's, you know, I've been, my story has been clickbait all over the media. My, my, imagine having your deepest, darkest trauma, like being the world's entertainment, like so fun and so great. Actually, speaking of which, so tomorrow is the anniversary, the one year anniversary of when my perpetrator, I hate saying that, my perpetrator, he's, he's not mine. Uh, he's a rapist, let's just call it what it is, right? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so released, uh, you know, photos of me in lingerie, but not, didn't just release them, submitted them on the federal public docket to a federal judge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super fun, guys. If you had told me at age 30 that I'd be going toe-to-toe -to -toe with a multi-billion dollar media giant, I'd tell you to go jump in a lake, but here we are. <laughs> at a comedy club on a Monday. <laughs> Nervous laughter? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, no. But I, I really do think that the media just really... I'm look, looking at you, Daily Mail. I don't know if anybody in here works for the Daily Mail, but fuck you. We like, fucking seriously. hate you. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, Daily Mail. I mean, it's like, left her bruised and battered and bloodied in a hotel room, handcuffed. Like, dude, you could have just said raped. Like, like we, get, we get the point. We get it, right? But there's the sensationalism of it. That's what gets me. The sensationalized. I've I've always felt that way about um all of the mainstream media, film, TV, you name it. It's always it's always so sensationalized and and portrayed in such an over the top way that I think that's where the disconnect forms between media and the consumer and where they have this misunderstanding of it or they think it's going to look one way when really a, a lot of this happens in private. It's it's a slow drip. It's yeah. it's not correctly portrayed, it's misconstrued, and also, too, to something you said earlier, like, you even don't realize you're the victim when it's happening, yeah. right? So, yeah. Yeah, to that point, I don't know if you guys have all seen, like, Netflix is trying to shove Made down your throat right now, and it's a really good documentary series that talks about domestic violence, and personally, like, as a person who experienced it, I was finding myself, like, flinching at the flashbacks during Made, and then, like, I had to stop watching it because the back bar bottom of my spine just got broken out in hives. Got, like, way too fucking triggered from it, so I feel like if you guys want to get, like, a real kind of way that domestic violence really is, if you watch Made, it shows you all the confusing parts about the generational trauma. You, like, now as an adult, I see why my mom did whatever the fuck she did, but as a child, I'm like, I'm uh, praying to God. I hope that maybe they just like go away from each other and they're like, we can be happy. But like, yeah, that's not gonna fucking happen. Like, as an adult, I realize my mom made specific choices to protect us. So, if you wanna see made and you wanna feel all those crazy struggles from somebody who like lived it, I couldn't even fucking finish watching it. So, I feel like it does a really good job at like 
showing all of those little fucking things. If you think this is uncomfortable, watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, really, watch it. Yeah, no, really, <laughs> fucking watch the show. It does an incredible job at showing, like, why she didn't leave. There's all of these little things. And the, it goes back to the point of, like, it wasn't that bad. He didn't hit me. And then you see all the other fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Well, the term gaslighting in and of itself, yeah. for those, if anybody who doesn't, who doesn't know, I feel like that should have been in the Eventbrite. Like, just like, here's a, a, a glossary of terms before you attempt. Love, love bombing, gaslighting. Love bombing, <laughs> gaslighting. Um, but it is up trying to make somebody else feel crazy or like they are in a compromised mental state in light of trying to excuse your own behavior, essentially, or excuse your own abusive tendencies. Um, but that that became through a, through a play where it was like just literally that, and that was all mental and emotional abuse in the play where it was just changing the lights and lowering like the brightness of the lights until he literally drove his wife crazy to like take her own life, essentially. So that as well too. Um, yeah, super. And I, I agree. Very, very few pieces in mainstream media have ever actually resonated. And the ones that are actually real, you're right. I can't actually I get can't through. Fucking, I, I can't, can't get through. Yeah. Like, I had to go to, my roommate was working at a bar and I showed up in a backless le- leotard and I was like, um, can you just like look at my back and make sure I don't have to go to the fucking hospital? And she's like, there's customers here. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I know. This was <laughs> two days ago. Make them listen. Yeah. Um, so... Obviously, both ladies, you guys have been able to draw tons of positives from your experience and obviously grow from your experience to the point where you're here tonight on a Monday night in a comedy club and sharing your story. Give it up for that. That's insane. Incredible. Um, What would you say are your biggest lessons as a human being, as a woman, as a survivor, your biggest takeaways from this? You know, I discovered an inner strength in me that I didn't know existed. that's really the biggest takeaway from this. Um, you hear, you know, I, I, I was always confused when people were like, she's so brave, oh my gosh, so brave. And I'm like, what, what does that mean? And I'm one of those people now. And I've, we're sort of all a part of this like sorority fraternity that none of us really asked to be a part of, but yet here we are. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, we'll um, kick your fucking ass. <laughs> but, um, no, I just, I think it all really boils down to strength and, and being able to, you know, for me, it was obviously particularly painful being a public figure. I didn't ask for this to happen to me. Nobody asks to be raped. Nobody asks to be sexually assaulted. And, um, you know, being able to be a voice for others out there who are still living in the shadows and to sort of light a path forward for them to be able to find their own inner strength is really um what what keeps me going and what is keeping me going i'm still in the throes of litigation so <laughs> yeah stay stay tuned <laughs> but i feel like jen you're you're so strong and you also have such a natural sense of humor she goes to me in the green room she's like can i inject some humor on the panel i'm like please please yes absolutely and i feel like we should make a drinking game for when you're like cheers <laughs> like, well you're so, so funny great. and i it's feel like so we're like kind of a downer coming out not here, at but. all i actually think you have the perfect sense of humor i'm doing a kegel right yeah, now this is this is also a year of trauma therapy, like intensive trauma therapy. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Like I didn't just come out like this. Like, hey guys, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just, <laughs> comedy, with hey, trauma. But it's PTSD. so true, though. It's like it's something. Uh, also, too, like for I, I 
feel like you guys will agree. I won't speak on behalf of you, but healing is not a linear process Ooh. by any means. Yeah, woo, up and down. Roller loop-de-loop. Big time roller coaster. Um, and the days when is if you're feeling the effects a little bit more as the forefront can kind of feel like a personal failure. And then that doesn't really, at least personally for me, send me into a good mental and emotional state. That's usually when I go off grid and don't talk to anybody or I'm in this like weird funk. Um, but there is something to be said with like time and distance from that experience. Um, and, and healing looks completely different at all of those, all of those stages. And sometimes not how you think it would look either. Um, incredible, your biggest lessons. My biggest lessons. Sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up. Um, I grew up in a domestic violence household and I have all my fucking experiences, but my experiences don't mean shit to somebody else who's going through something completely fucking different. I'm the friend that people call when they're going through a rough time. It fucking sucks, but I also, it gets me fucking high as shit. I'm bipolar. I fucking love that shit. It's like, you fucking need me for a life or death situation. Let's fucking go. But also, like, afterwards, I'm like, I'm emotionally drained and I need a week off, okay? Let's, okay. So, like, it feels great to be that person that somebody wants to fucking call. But I'm that person that somebody wants to call and I need to shut the fuck up and listen to them. So if you ever have a, if you're ever that person... I hope to fucking whatever the fuck is creating this fucking wherever we're at right now. Hope to God, whoever, that none of y'all have to go through it. But if you if you do or if you're with somebody, a friend, and you're trying to fucking support them, just shut the fuck up. Listen to them. Let them know that, like, you'll do anything for them. And just, like, it's not about you. It's about them. It's all fucking... It's all, it all fucking sucks, let's be honest. It all fucking sucks. It's fucking shitty. Like, you don't have to deal with it, but you just, like, sometimes you just fucking have to. And just, like, if you could just for, like, one night, you can just be that person for the first night that it fucking happens. But, like, you're going to be that person. Like, they're going to remember you forever. And, like, what I said earlier, all these little things that you do, you never know when you're going to, like, hit a spark in somebody and that person's going to go and do something fucking incredible. Like, just be nice, do good things, shut the fuck up, talk when you have to. When your friend is, like, still wants to be with that guy, be like, no, don't, no. Chad, ch no, look Chad. at the chubbies. You're wearing chubbies. Come on. This like, feels personal because I talked about Chad in my set. I know she did. I'm like, I laughed. I, I laughed backstage. I was like, <laughs> Chad. I, I We're like, we all know a Chad. <laughs> I, d I do know a Chad, and if you're watching, I know you're not watching because you hate feminists, but I know what you did, and I can... <laughs> anyway, bye. Just piggybacking off what you said, I, one of the things that helped me most in my experience was just telling the person, listen, I, you don't have to tell me sh jack shit because I believe you and I support you no matter what. And hearing the words, I believe you, there was, no, there was nothing, you could be like, Jen, you're like so hot. And I'd be like, okay, no. You, survivors want to be believed at the end of the day. And yeah. yeah, to that point, abusers are gregarious. They're the fun people. That's the guy in the room that's making everyone else fucking laugh. That's a guy that's creating this whole fucking like facade of but like- But he was so nice to me. Yeah, he was so nice. He's so charming. Like he, but he does this, he does this. He's oh, so he fucking great. He didn't handcuff you and oh, okay. Yeah, like, oh, he didn't, he didn't throw a plate so hard into the kitchen floor that there's still a gash there tonight. Like if you go to my fucking house, it's there. It's such there. a- Like it's... that's, but that's, everyone's like, that's my favorite uncle. I'm like, yeah. Uh, chime as a dad. 
You know? Yeah, it's um, it's always a, it's always a guy you don't fucking expect. Okay, guys, like it's the serial killer, Jeffrey Dahmer, fucking all those other guys. Some people think they're hot. I don't, but like I know I've never subscribed to that. They're like, those guys are so hot. I was like, they have problems. Yeah, like, they have problems, but like that's like, what no. I'm saying. But if it's like, somebody who fucking like they might be the life of the party because they're trying to set that fucking facade because they're killing the party at home. Literally, they are killing people. Sorry. So, what are what are tips? And obviously, there's the traditional things of like you know, therapy and support groups, which myself too, went through the gauntlet of trauma therapy and all of that to rebuild myself. But what would you say to people that are feeling like it's really hard to cling to this narrative that they've done all of this really brutal work to rebuild and that they know is, is personally true? Like, how do you, how do you find the truth in yourself and still like keep the light in yourself? Cause it's hard. I still have it to, to this day when I have similar situations so happen. My thing is that you have to remember that Every interaction you have is a part of you. So when you go to the coffee shop and that person smiles at you and you're like, here's your coffee. And they smile at you and you're like, hope you have a great day. Or they ask you because last week you told them something. Like, they're still part of your support group. They might not know the trauma that happened to you, but they see you as a fucking person because you're a fucking person at the end of the day. You don't need supportive people to necessarily know what fucking happened to you. You just want somebody sometimes to look at you like a fucking person, not as damaged goods, not as that person who's been raped, not as that person who's been through fucking something. You want to have a normal conversation you want to get your fucking pork roll egg and cheese oh, I like bacon egg and cheese so I oh I know you're that. from Jersey because oh. you just called it pork roll <laughs> yeah also, I don't even know what that is also, oh fuck I'm in New York I don't ever put it in your I'm body I'm Florida alright I'm sorry uh, we, we croquetas Okay. Oh, I, me too. Me too. I just come from two very rude, high cholesterol cities. Me, Miami, and New York. Um, Anyway, so I got bacon, egg, and cheese, but still, like, those fucking little things you have every day, remember you're still a fucking human. People can support you and support you through your trauma journey, whether knowing your trauma or not. If, I don't know, that makes me feel good. Somebody doesn't fucking know me, and they're like, I like that bitch. I'm like, oh. It kind of gives you hope. It's like the same way that you uh, you can kind of lose faith in humanity and interpersonal relationships after things like this happen. But it's like, you know, it, yeah. always move forward. Always be, always know that there's something greater than on the other side of your experience, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, okay, two more quick questions. This is such a great panel. Give it up for these ladies again. Yeah. Maiden calls are accepted, by the way. I heard a couple of them. Some people clapped and some people went, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, we'll take it. Like, that's it. Um, I'm very alone. I wanted to touch on this, this question. It's not a joke. It's my life. <laughs> I love you. Um, I want to talk. I wanted to touch on this question, um, just for 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 the recording and for anybody here tonight or beyond. Were there and or can you describe moments in which? you had the realization that you were in a compromising situation. I don't want to superimpose the word victim because everybody has different feelings about that word. Um, but were there, and if so, can you describe the moments that uh, you realized there was a road of recovery ahead of you or you realized you were in something unnatural or something compromising had happened to you? How did that feel? How did you respond? Things like that. I find it important in case, in case there's people listening. I often think that, yeah, I, I can't speak to the specifics of my situation because <laughs> I'm being currently being watched under a microscope. <laughs> um, but uh, in a comp, you know, so I'll I won't speak to me. But when I knew that something was seriously wrong here was when 15 women showed up in my inbox about the same man. And um, 
one of which had gone through something similar um, to my experience, but she was like, oh, it was just like he just, it was just a slap, you know, and I think that's a big misconception with um, our situations. Like, no, that, that's not normal. Yeah. It's, you don't have to be comfortable with getting the shit kicked out of you, believe it or not. Mm. Um, and that's when like a really, a light bulb went off and I'm like, okay, so I'm not crazy. Like mm -hmm. this, this person is abusive and is a danger to society. So hope the patterns, when the patterns mm -hmm. reveal themselves, it's equally heartbreaking, but also it allows you to kind of begin the journey and like the healing process, the healing process. Yeah. yeah you start connecting the dots and you really come to terms with what happened to you. You're often made to feel like as if you're the problem in either of, of these course. situations. And then that is almost always not, not the case. There's always, always like a long history or a long pattern of this happening. Yeah. And I just, just a, a stat that I want to throw out to the audience. Um, for every 1,000 sexual assault cases, 975 rapists will walk free, which is insane. So the next time somebody questions, but why didn't she report to the police? Like, throw that stat out there at them. Because I'm not saying, you know, the legal system is fucked, but I mean, the you know, it is. The legal system is fucked, I'll yeah, say it. it is. Yeah, I'll say it. Yeah. So, yeah, and similar to that, like, again, people are the, I'm the person people come to. I had a friend approach me, and the shirts that, like, we're selling, it's part of, um, some, one of somebody that I know was groped at a music festival. So if you see all those shirts in the back of the merch tent, um, we're trying to raise money for that. But then there's also other people that are involved in that group, too, that were all harassed by the same fucking guy. And they get away with it because I've... I've been like, yeah, I'll be your advocate. I'll go to the fucking police station. They're like, you can't get a, a restraining order because he's not your boyfriend. Okay, but this guy from fucking Tinder who's now fucking stalking my friend, he might not be your fucking boyfriend, but why can't he get a fucking restraining order? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like, you guys should really read up on these fucking laws. There's a lot of really fuck shit. Everybody thinks it's really easy. You call a number, you do something, it gets fixed, you move on with your life. But guess it's what? A lot of the course. times, you are just, like, it's like when you go to the dentist. They're going to clean 500 teeth today. You're just one of those 500 teeth. If you go to the domestic, you call the domestic violence people at some police stations, that's just part of their daily job. You don't fucking matter to them. You need to advocate for yourself, and you need people to advocate for you. And there's also organizations that will help you advocate because it's fucking awful. Sorry, this is all bad, but... No, that's... It's fucking terrible, and you really need people. You need some fucking asshole like me who's going <laughs> to wear her boots and fucking, like, doesn't care if people fucking hate me and I have a fucking shitty reputation and all that because, like, I'll fucking take it to make sure my friend or somebody else is okay. You, you need that. to definitely find your inner circle. Sorry. Yeah. But also m prepare yourself for the fact that the people who are supporting you in, in coming forward as a survivor might not always look as your, like, they might not be your family. Um, that's a tough pill to have to swallow. A lot of family members will blame you for what happened to you. And um, that's just a, a pattern I see all too often. People don't talk about the shock also that you go through when something like that happens. Like when you're in shock, your first instinct is like not to fucking go to the police. Like you're, holy shit, you're yeah, having Why would you go to the police? Because my boyfriend, he just did this for the first time. Like I've had so many friends do that. Like my boyfriend did this for the first time. Like, no, it's not like him. No, and I'm like, pack your bag for fucking three days. You're coming to my house. Oh, he's stalking you at my house? 
let's deal with it. Yeah, or in my case, when your job's threatened. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, but really, like like you're scared for losing your job. It's a very real thing. Fear, fear plays a really big role in it. Yeah, and um, 100% to both of your points, and also to, to speak to the legal system, which I am also, you guessed it, not a huge fan of. Um, uh, <laughs> We're not leaving. We're not, yeah, I'm just saying, you know. Um, hey, I like that, yeah. Um, I, you can find support. It's, uh, the legal system can be there to, to be that vessel of support for you and and for sure at one point in my journey of recovery like for me I had a restraining order that enabled me to escape that relationship somewhat safely quote unquote and then kind of heal and then I got denied when I tried to renew the restraining order two years later and I got told by a judge after doing all of this legwork and and feeling like I was finally in control of my life and trying to renew the restraining order just to keep my life intact and, and make sure nothing happened. I got told by a judge, I really don't see what it is that he's done wrong and I think you're being dramatic. And this was two years into my healing process. And I had presented all the paperwork, all of the domestic incident reports, everything else, and I still got told to my face, I don't see anything he's done wrong and I don't want this to be an inconvenience to him, is what I got told. So the legal system, can't, it, it is a route, and it's absolutely necessary and mandatory, mandatory at some points, but that support can come in other ways. It can, it can come by you taking, rebuilding your life, your support system, which maybe doesn't necessarily look like your family, or it, it can be anybody that was there from you. It, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Somebody gave me that metaphor in the relationship. It's like not everybody's going to be with you at the finish line, but the people that are, you know, are in it with you for the rest of your life, and then you're like, I don't know, low-key forever and dead. It's so deep. It's so deep. <laughs> I'm like, they're all in my will. There's no assets in it, but they're in my will. Um, um, one last parting thing, one last parting piece of information um, before we move on to our Survivor Sound Off, a big old open mic. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. Um, I actually hate the word crazy. Fuck that word. Um, don't you guys hate the word crazy? My entire yearbook, everyone be like, Hackus, you crazy bitch. And I was like, I'm nine. Yeah. <laughs> You're Again, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a domestic violence victim. That's why I'm crazy. I've grown to actually hate that. I literally just felt like it was a bad word when I said it because I'm so conditioned now to be like. I can only call me crazy. Like, you I can't call, call me crazy. crazy. I can call me crazy, but if you do it. Right. I always feel like whenever men call women crazy, I'm like, oh, that's just code for I did something that I don't want to be accountable for. So now I'm going to blame it on you and your mental illness or something like that's always what it if I had a dollar for every time my ex called me crazy, I could finally bail him out of jail. Anyways. um, (laughs) But love it. He's great. Keep his dumb ass in there. Um, Last last parting parting piece of advice. This has been um, so uplifting, you guys. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> I'm cold sweating. That's why I wore a baggy tee. That's smart. I was like, don't cry on stage, but instead the liquid has gone straight to my pits. And <laughs> with love. Okay. Um, I always ended every episode of the Bad Women Podcast um, through Catcall with a piece of advice from all of our guests just to women in general. It does or doesn't have to be domestic violence. Um, Something like a piece of advice that you were given in your early life that you've always really clung to that really gets you through tough times or something that you just swear by, a life truth, a piece of advice. Oh, God, Carrie, you go first. Um, (laughs) The pressure. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Jeez, Brittany. I so, know. Okay, so I've 
I grew up in a household. Um, I was raised with three brothers, and then my sister came out. So it turns out I have a sister and two brothers, which is really fucking great. But I was raised with three brothers, so like they were supposed to be good at sports and good at all this fucking shit and stuff. And then I was supposed to be like, whatever. And then I was just a tough-ass piece of shit. And then I had a soccer coach and was like, you're going to fucking change the world. And I was like, I'm going to change the world. He's like, you're going to fucking change the world. You see how bad you are? You're so fucking smart. And I was like, you're right. So guess what? You're going to fucking change the world if you fucking believe it. Be loud. Be fucking annoying. Because guess what? You might be the girl wearing your Doc Martens and high knee socks on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) Or leather pants. Yeah. Or Or leather pants. Join a girl band. You might be the girl who didn't get the memo on the leather pants and you're going to sound about it. (laughs) Um, I was that girl who always got in trouble for like making too much noise in class um, and talking a lot. And I've just learned over time that um, those are the real like ass kickers in life. Those are the girls that are unapologetic and get shit done and are, you know, unapologetically surviving and thriving in the aftermath of enduring such abuse. And so advice to anyone is just to stand your ground. And even if you're, even if it means standing alone and, um, you know, survivorship can be a really lonely, isolating place to be. Um, But just to know, um, stand firm. And I hate your truth. I hate that. Um, No, no, but I love the sensationalism we talked about. The truth. Stand firm in the truth of what happened to you and know that you are not alone. Even though it feels, you feel alone in the moment, um, there are so many people out there who are watching closely and who are listening and you're inspiring them um, along the way. So, Absolutely. Give it up for Jennifer Eckhart and Kara Tursic. Come on, give it up for them one more time. 